on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cynonauts! Hello, I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And once again, we are two-thirds of the Cynonauts. <laughs> Coming back at you. We're just dropping in as we please. Ian is hanging out with his sweet baby angel daughter, Isla. So he uh, couldn't make it for the app, but he's here in spirit. And we have two very special guests with us here today. Uh, one who's basically just a regular at this point. <gasps> That's the coolest thing you could have ever said. Yeah, I'm loving the Synonauts top, by the way. Rocking it, looking good. Bringing it, Thank bringing you. the Synonauts to the streets. Appreciate that. Um, so mm-hmm. we're here with Sophie Shin of Film Hags fame. And just like an all-round podcast extraordinaire. She does it all. Wow. She, she she edits, she produces, she does transcripts. Like, what can't she do? <laughs> Tell you to shut up. She tells you to shut up. She's very good. <laughs> Not tonight. We're it's we're we're keeping it cool. We're keeping it chill. We're on a one white claw limit tonight. Um, well, what? <laughs> Nobody told me that before we started recording. Somebody didn't read the fine print. All right. So, and we're also joined by a very, very special guest, Synonauts first timer, famous mm. artist, Danny Haas. <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? Did I Hello. say that right? <laughs> you did it right, even though I hate that so much. Do you? Don't lie. <laughs> Thank you, you. I think Danny started the famous, da- famous uh, no, artist, Danny Haas. Never, he definitely just started never. it. <laughs> No, he's a Libra. Libras are humble. Slim loves that to jab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than Pod Daddy. I would never want pod to be Daddy called Pod would Daddy. Never stick. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> for sure. The nicknames. So, <laughs> so we know Danny. Uh, he is one of the co-hosts at Seventy Millimeter, which is a great podcast. Um, they also have a wonderful Discord that you can subscribe to where you can just hang out with like a bunch of film lovers, chat, mm. make some new friends. Like, I'm a part of the Discord. It's amazing. I think like everybody's pandemic story has been just like, it's been so hard to like make friends and like keep friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I have like about 150 new friends. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I will say, yeah. I, I will just toot the 70 millimeter horn for a little bit. That Discord mm. has been like one of the best parts of my pandemic. I mean, 100%. Like, yeah. It's just like you meet so many people who have similar interests to you and but you don't even like talk movies all the time you just kind of talk shit and 100%. talk about life so it's it's really nice and it's cool because everyone is super chill and it's funny because proto and slim and i have joked like we we started the discord but it doesn't need us anymore like <laughs> it's gone you guys That's are it's true. like self-sufficient at this point everyone just has their own fun which is great i mean that just goes to show how much we love each other. Yeah, 100%. But we absolutely do need, like, it, there there would be no discord <laughs> without you guys, without Danny dropping right. in and sassing folks. Like, it, it's integral. <laughs> it's integral to the discord. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, like, a good boss just needs to be around. 
They don't have mm. to say anything, but just their presence sort of like keeps <laughs> yeah. things in check, you know? And sometimes that's what you need. Yes. First of all, Danny is not my boss. No, that's oh, Slim. Oh, boy. <laughs> Slim's, Here we go. Slim's, Slim's pod boss. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's oh. the nickname, pod boss. <laughs> when you've reached the ultimate level of potting. That's going to be the best. Boss that's going to be the best reality show ever. Pod boss. Oh my! <laughs> I can't wait for the podcast reality shows. Oh my goodness! Pod boss. <laughs> TLC coming soon. So we're just so excited to be here. We haven't even given a rundown of what's going on. So we've just been super excited. There was a new, a film coming out. That came out this year, that came out about a month ago, just about, uh, that we've all been pretty stoked to kind of dive into. Theaters are starting to open back up again. So it's just like one of the most anticipated uh, releases of the year. And so today Mm -hmm. we are covering uh, David Laurie's The Green Knight, which Mm -hmm. is exciting. It's a little bit out of like the Synonauts... um, like criteria because typically we do things from like the criterion collection and go from there so this is the first time we're covering like a new release so this is exciting and couldn't be more excited to be doing it with danny and sophie i know you're both really excited about the film yeah so i'm excited to have you on and just i i from what i've seen people have just had such like different journeys with it so i'm excited to see where we all landed with it but before we get into The Green Knight, let's talk about what we watched this week or have watched recently that we were digging or hating or any anything that just kind of came into your came on your radar. And Danny, we'll start with you. Mm. So we so for our pod this week where we watched Speed and uh I hadn't uh, – so we picked it for the show. Now, obviously, I'm not going to talk too much about it. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny to watch because I feel like this movie, you just know, right? You just know speed. But when I started watching it, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was an experience to find this 90s flick. Is it 90? It's got to be 90s. Yeah. Uh, 96, yeah, I think. And just to enjoy it again and just – uh, all these like scenes that I have burned in my mind that I thought I had seen this film and uh, Casey and I had watched it and it was amazing to, to kind of add this to a list of films that I just can't believe I had never seen really uh, before. Um, have you seen point break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen point break. Actually, I watched that for the first time. Uh, it must've been either last year. Yeah. It had to been last year. Um, so I had just watched point break uh, and that's an amazing film. Yeah, I watched Love Point Break and Speed one after the other this year because um, my movie mm. club was doing like a Keanu week, so we all did like a double nice. Keanu. Oh, nice. Uh, and I think I like Speed better, but both oh, are interesting. amazing. Both okay. are amazing, and I fucking okay. love Keanu, especially a young Keanu. <laughs> what a dream, but yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for your guys' episode this week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Um but yeah, that's what I've watched so far this week. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. So I actually discovered I was a similar boat as you. And like speed is one of those things. People are like speed. I'm like, yeah, speed. Totally. And I also <laughs> realized that I've never seen it either. So I'll be watching it for <laughs> my catcher's mind is blown right now. But I'll be watching oh, it. You'll I love know. It. It's so weird. Oh, I know. I'll love it. It's like San- Sandra is my absolute queen. Um, we should so, all we should all watch the lake house, absolutely. and then and then 
do a podcast on it. The Lake House. <laughs> what is that? Wait, which is that? Sandra, <gasps> Sandra Bullock and Sandra and reunited. Is it a time travel? Sort mm-hmm. of. It's a, like a. Well, don't spoil the, anything. I, Oh yeah, the whole. Well, okay. they're, they're, I don't they're know if I've s- seen it. They're sending like letters to each other from like the past or the future. It's kind of confusing. Okay, I, I haven't seen it in okay. a long time, but definitely just, putting that just back the on male my watch list. time travels. Just the yeah. male <laughs> time travels, like the post or the post. or just Keanu. Just Keanu. Yeah. He, he folds himself <laughs> like a pretzel and gets into the mailbox and then comes out. That's what happens. Females can't time travel in that story. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My goodness. All right, Sophie, what did you what you watch this week? Um, well, not much has changed since we recorded the Big Daddy episode for Synonauts, and Love Island has truly been consuming my life. Mm. And as it do. It's it's truly so much content and it's overwhelming, but you get so in the thick of it that you can't stop and you can mm-hmm. feel your brain melting, but you truly just like cannot stop. Anyways, it's ending soon, which I'm really happy about because I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what Love Island is. Should oh, I? Here oh, we go. Danny. You, okay. Here, Danny, Danny, Danny. <laughs> Danny. But is it, is it on in the States? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there's a, U- there's a bunch of few, there's a few different versions. There is a U.S. version that's in season three that's just ending now. And oh. normally the most like appre- lauded and, and loved is the U.K. version, which is like on mm-hmm. season eight or se- seven or eight right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to go digging gracious. in the dark web for that one. Is um, It's on Paramount Plus. Mm, I so got that. is that CBS like on TV? Par- yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. But sure, Paramount Plus yes. only has the UK, only has the US version. I will say, Danny, since you are a father of four and you have a <laughs> podcast and a job, like I don't truly, do, I don't know how, if any no. parents are like physically able to like find time to watch this because okay, it's on okay, good to five know. nights a week. So. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's five nights yeah. a week. It's ruining my much. summer. It's- Anyways. <laughs> It's actually technically six, but one of those episodes is like a unseen bits where they just like pool together a bunch of stuff that weren't on the episode. So you can usually just skip that one. Yeah, but wow. we still yeah. watch it. I, no, amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't. That's a stupid thing. Okay. I just no, 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 no. But with all the Love Island shit, I still managed to watch Signs. And oh baby, oh baby, because seventy Way millimeter playback. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, covered it. And uh, I had thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. and it was... I read them. I read yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you banner on Letterboxd again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- it was like a rough couple of weeks with me and 70mm, because the last mm-hmm. few movies I just have not have not enjoyed, um, mm-hmm. and I've been vocal about that, and we'll just leave it at that. You can join their Discord to find out. <laughs> yeah. We Get wouldn't want it any other way, yeah. Sophs, okay? Yeah. We can't all love everything. That's right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right? We're about to talk about the Green Knight, too. So we all can't love everything. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, don't watch Love Island. If you want drama, just head over to the 70 millimeter Discord. <laughs> See it ha- all. That's my Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> just start eliminating people. All right. <laughs> sure I could do you... that. I could really do that. <laughs> I have to say, I, I listened to that signs episode today, um, mm. and Slim like interlaced some of that music 
at the beginning oh, yeah, of the Yeah, the episode. music is fucking good, I will say and that. And masterful. I was, masterful. like, you guys all commented on the episode, but I was, like, immediately transported. I was like, do I need to watch Signs, mm. like, right now? Like, <laughs> I might just leave work yeah. and go home and watch Signs right now. Because it was just, like, <laughs> the emotion kicked in ama- just instantly. Is that Howard Shore who did the music for that? No. Um, oh, James Newton Howard. That's right. His, yeah, oh. yeah, they yeah, col- yeah. I, there was, like, a guy he always collaborates with. And I couldn't remember. Yeah, who was that yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so beautiful. Nice. Like it's just like you instantly are like, oh, science. That's the music from Science. Mm-hmm. You'll you know uh, Sophs from the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you'd know him from, Sophs. <laughs> you did that. Good to know. Good to know. Cool, 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 cool. Anyways, not the Boom. right pod for this. Boom. What did you watch this week? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for asking. So I was in a similar boat to Sophie. It was just like Love Island all the way. Uh, But this weekend, actually, I found myself with like some for real spare time, which has been few and far between lately. Um, And yesterday, actually, I went over to like my sister's place. She like braids my hair for me, which is like a very long process it can take anywhere from like six to eight hours uh but it's great mm-hmm. because it looks my good, sister by the way it looks, yeah, it looks thank, great thank you so much i'm going on vacation so i gotta i had to get braided up you know um so mm-hmm. yes but it's cool because I, I don't I'm know ju- but i'm glad you did it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your honesty <laughs> but yes so it was a lot of fun uh, because we just basically just watch movies. My sister's like super annoying though because I went in, I was like, I want to watch like this specific film. She's it's like about like like a mixed race girl and like a white guy in like Nazi Germany like trying to like fall in love or something. She goes like, no. She's like, I want comedy. I was like, okay, fine. So I put <laughs> on. Be Kind Rewind, which is like one of my all-time favorite comedy films, I think. Um, I haven't seen it in years and years, like probably since I was in college. Um, And I just was like reliving it and just loving like absolutely every second. My it was my sister like the first time she had seen it and she absolutely loved it. Like Jack Black and Most Def, like what an amazing pair that you would never like imagine to just work so well together and it's just like Mm -hmm. so heartfelt and beautiful i don't know like i know we keep on talking about like the 70 millimeter discord and like vhs village but like this is what i would imagine like in the discord everybody talks about like a village meetup and i'm like i imagine just like everybody (laughs) getting together and like sweeting like classic movies if you see if you guys have seen the film if you haven't seen the film, Sweeting is basically all the tapes get erased. So Jack Black and most Def just go and recreate them, um, like on like a camcorder, <gasps> and they call it. <gasps> that so is sweeted. so cool. <laughs> yeah. So have you not seen this? No. Oh, it, oh, so it, it's yeah, the you best. It's you so would good. love okay. it. It's it's great. But yeah, so doing that this I, weekend. I got to watch a bunch of films this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. But like that was like my fondest. Um, mm. film watching memory in recent history. Uh, besides going to the to see the Green Knight with Mike and Sophie at ten a.m. on a Sunday, that was also really nice. Wow! 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 I it's know. Friendship. Friendship. All yeah. right, Catcher. What did you watch this week? 
I mean, obviously, I also was watching Love Island, um, mm-hmm. but that was already covered. Um, but more yeah. importantly, something amazing happened this weekend, mm. and that is uh, me and Emma went to Bay Street Video, mm-hmm. uh, the truly the pinnacle of home rental services uh, in mm. Toronto. Uh, the they're amazing. They have just the greatest collection of films. They and they like for buying and for rent. Um, and we set up a, a rental account that I'm really uh, super oh excited for um, because they have like their own. They have own, basically the entire Criterion collection for rent. So what? Yeah. So my new they have a, a Criterion section like you can go to. They have a director section. Then they have sections for like oh, every wow. genre, and like movies will be in multiple places. So if you're in the Spike Lee section, you can go through Spike Lee's films. But then when you're in the Criterion, you can also find, like, whatever films he's got in the Criterion. And, you know, they've got this amazing setup where it's like you just flip through. It's like Netflix, but real. (laughs) Like, you just Mm. flip through thousands of movies. And they have these little things, little Velcro buddies you rip off and you bring into the front. And they're like four bucks to rent. And um, so we've, we've, I was waiting because we started the podcast during the pandemic. So they mm-hmm. weren't uh, available like to go in and start new memberships. Only people who already had memberships could do pickups. So now that everything is opened up, we could, we went in and set it up. So we rented our Ooh. first movie at Bay Street Video. Uh, nice. It was like a two DVD in one thing uh, from the horror section. It's called the, the first one we watch is The Curse. Which we picked because it's what's cool is they will leave little sticky notes on the movies, like people who work there, to be like, hey, if you like this, you might also enjoy this film. So the little sticky notes said... That's cool. Yeah. So the little sticky note said, um, you know, got touches of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which Mm. we had watched recently and really enjoyed. Uh, Thank you, 70 millimeter. And... uh, (laughs) So we brought that home and started watching it, and we didn't finish yet, but the first half of it was hilarious. It's like low-budget horror. It would be actually perfect for something like on Bat and Spider, where it's Mm. just like it's all energy and maybe like lacking in execution. Uh, Will Wheaton is like the guy who like – it's like the headline is like – it's like we got Will Wheaton in this movie as a kid, which is <laughs> all you need to know in terms of like budget. Um, and it's all about so this asteroid like slams, well, you know, lands in uh, in some farm town and immediately starts like melting into the ground yeah. and it starts corrupting all the water in town. Interesting. Um, and so we've gotten as far as the water has started making all of the plants grow fast. So they're on a farm. So all of their produce is like growing extremely fast and growing big and they're really excited. And uh, we just turned it off after the point where the the wife of the farmer cut into her first cabbage and it's maggots inside. And it's, it's all gross and disgusting and all the fruit is uh, mutating and it's also mutating starting – like the people in town are starting to show like boils on their face and that's oh. that's where we stop so like we're like halfway through this like incredible journey um, nice. it's it's <laughs> so no, fun you. like there's a moment where the asteroid like s- shoots across the sky and you can see the stick 
<laughs> that, that like yes. the asteroid is on. You know, it's like stuff like that, or like they shot miniature. Like you could tell certain things are like miniature when they're trying to make them look big. It's off. It's like so sloppy, but it's it's so much fun. So it's called mm. the curse. Awesome. The curse two is also on the DVD, so you got to flip it over. But Bay Street Video, watch out because you'll be seeing me there every mm. week. I'm so <laughs> I want. Excited. I want to go there. I need yeah. to get yeah. a freaking DVD player. But I'll I'm going to go there. I'll bring you. I'll show you guys. It's- I just I just pulled up Bay Street Video's website, oh. and this is exactly what I had hoped it would look. Isn't like. Isn't it bad? But great. <laughs> it's bad. It's like but- Geo nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It's been Bay that way for perfect. years. Obviously, Obviously, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're oh, great there. They do this amazing thing where they have a pegboard. Sorry, last thing I know, we're already running long. Um, where all of the new releases are listed, and then it, um, each person who works there can, gives a star rating of what they thought of the movie. So if they thought Ooh. it was good or bad or, or worth it. And so you can go in and be like, okay, what came out this week? This? Oh, what did... Oh, I love Joe. Joe knows all my mm-hmm. taste. We're, we're so in sync. I'm, Joe oh, loved I love it. That. I'll watch it. Yeah, so it, it's a real like community within the IRL story, so. letterbox, and it's pet friendly. <laughs> yeah. It's also pet friendly, which is cool. So. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, I love this place so much. Yeah, it's really That's cool. So cool. Um, all right, so I think it's time we get into the big discussion: the Green Knight. Finally, it's here. <laughs> We've done it. Are any of us mentally prepared for this? We've all no. seen it twice, right? I, I, I just saw it this afternoon for a second time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. It's We're time. ready. It's time. Cool. So I'm just going to give a little breakdown of like what the movie is about. Uh, and then we're going to get Catcher to give us some context, some, some background, yeah. you know, the good stuff. So the Green Knight. Gawain is a is the young nephew of the legendary King Arthur. Gawain spends his time drinking and hooking up with his girlfriend in the brothel that she works at, failing to live up to expectation and longing for greatness. On Christmas, he joins his uncle and his noble knights at the round table. The festivities are interrupted by the mysterious Green Knight, summoned by Gawain's mother, Morgan Le Fay. The Green Knight offers a challenge to face him and attempt to strike him, and one year hence, the person who accepts the challenge must seek him out and have that blow returned. Gawain takes this on, beheading the Green Knight, and receives praise among the kingdom. One year later, he takes off on his journey to seek out the Green Knight and is faced with Tess, all having to do with the five virtues of a knight being friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy, and piety. Will he pass the test and be honorable enough to accept his fate? Or will he succumb to cowardice and live out a life of dishonor and shame? Hmm. Wow. I, I was actually just enlightened a little more on something I didn't even realize. So, wow. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, there were some like facts in there that we got to unpack. Yeah, I did, I did my research, okay? Catcher, give us give us some background on the Green Knight. Well, let's let's everyone let's get in our time machines, all right? Okay, that was great. Well done, everyone. Um, so we're gonna go back to 1987, where our writer director David Lowry is seven years old, and after being blown away by Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lowry becomes. Mm-hmm. Interested in holy uh, in Grail mythology, and writes his first script, adapting quote unquote. He's seven years old. Remember um, the Arthurian story of Sir Percival and the Fisher King. 
Jump forward to the mid uh, to early to mid 2018 when Lowry is finishing up on Old Man and the Gun, and he's starting to think about what his next project could be. Thinking that it could be a sort of left of center film in the same way that a ghost story was after he had finished directing Pete's Dragon. One day, while building a diorama with Willow action figures, Lowry was inspired to make a weird, low budget fantasy film. He decides to use the tale of Gawain and the Green Knight as the basis for his film because it, he felt the text was very, felt still very modern and that it played with ideas and themes that he had, uh, that he enjoyed working on, like in his previous work. So to start us off, I just want to know: Have you guys seen any of his previous work? Uh, if you liked it, and then nothing too complicated, just your sort of initial thoughts on the movie and what you thought of them. We'll get into the nitty gritty later, I guess. I need to pull up his work. Actually, I've seen Peach <laughs> Dragon. Okay, that's it. Okay, this was my first Lowry film. Although a ghost story nice. has been like it's been on my watch list for so long and i just like never because it seems like it could be kind of a boring movie and i'm like i don't know if i want to dedicate a night of movie watching to this yet but yeah yeah so no nothing it's been on my watch list for a while as well and i feel the same way like i'm just like i feel like when i put this on i need to be able to like mentally commit to it so and i'm never despite having two film podcasts Willing to <laughs> mentally com- commit to watching a movie. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Edit that out, please. Um, nope. <laughs> so I've actually only seen uh, The Old Man and the Gun, which we covered like a few months ago. And I had such a fun time with that. Um, and I'm definitely interested in the in, in the rest of his filmography as well. But this, like The Green Knight and Old Man and the Gun are the only things I've seen so far. Uh, mm. Yeah, I've seen Old Man and the Gun, and I'd seen Ain't Them Body Saints like a few years ago, but like mm-hmm. I don't re- recollect. And then I have a copy of a ghost story, which uh, Danny Art, well, I guess you all, you're all in the Discord, uh, Art got me uh, last oh, nice, year yeah. or two years ago for Christmas Aww. that I have been mentally preparing myself to watch. <laughs> um, so I have not gotten that. Danny, how was How to Train... Uh, sorry, How to Train... Uh, Pete's Dragon. Close. Yeah. Pete's Dragon. How was Pete's Dragon? Because you know, I was really Pete's... excited to, to, to watch that after watching I it. honestly think it's, it's really underrated for a Disney live-action remake, and not many people talk about it. And I think it's because not be- many people cared about the cartoon anyway. To begin with, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's like a... It's like... It's not, I mean, no, it's not really a cartoon. It's the... It's the whole uh, Mary Poppins live-action cartoon crossover type thing. Uh, so I don't think many people enjoyed Peach Dragon. <clears throat> so I don't think many people saw the remake. But it's actually quite good. I mean, I was I really enjoyed it. Now, I don't think I've seen it since I've been on Letterboxd. So I need to probably – it's a BLB for me. Yeah. So I need to <laughs> rewatch it again. I think my kids – I know my kids loved it too. So uh, I don't think it would be too hard to watch it again with them. It also nice. seems like 20, it came out in 2016, which had a shit ton of mm. movies, I feel like. And like Moana came out that year and Finding Dory. Mm. So like maybe it was like on the bottom of list of like kids yeah. movies that people were yeah, going to go likely. see. I don't even, I didn't even really remember it being like pushed that much, but doing research for Old Man and the Gun and hearing like the reason why he was directed that is because Robert Redford like loved his experience working with him. I was like so excited. I'm excited to watch it. I just haven't had a chance yet. But, like, David Lowry is, like, quickly becoming, like, one of my, like, must-watch 
directors. Just oh, his wow. approach, his filmmaking is just gets to me in a way that like very few directors have. Like Old Man the Gun was magic, magic. Yeah. And hmm. and this spoilers he I has loved. So <laughs> he has a keen eye. Um, and I think he's very ambitious. And I think he wants to kind of check out a bunch of different things and like explore like different genres, which to me is like very exciting in, in, in a director. Like that's why I love people like Spike Lee. Like obviously you could probably pull out like a handful of his works that are actually like absolutely incredible but those works alone are like the best things ever and mm. there's there's other things that have just been absolute misses but like you still love him for trying and i and i think that's something we will get from david larry as a director i think we're gonna see him do a lot of lot of different things um some great some not but uh, i'm excited either way okay so let's let, let's get into the green knight Like I I said at the top of the show, it seems to me that, like, a lot of people have had a lot of different journeys with it. It's been, like, getting pretty high praise from critics, and then it seems to get be getting, like, mixed to great reviews from, like, the public, which is interesting um, to me. But my first question is just, what was, like, what is everybody's experience with, like, Arthurian legends in general and like how did that affect your viewing of this for me like I'm a big fan of like Greek mythology love it if it's Greek love it um not so much Arthurian (laughs) Thurian Mm. legend I just find it to be like a little bit on the drier side and a little bit harder for me to kind of like connect with what's going on um but and I don't have I didn't don't have any experience with the Green Knight at all. This which going to see it in theaters was like the first time I've like had seen or heard anything of it. But what what about you guys? Yeah, I I rem- actually I remember talking Green Knight uh, the story in high school when we were going over uh, something in English class. <laughs> like uh, yeah, it was it was definitely covering like the Excalibur, the the King Arthur kind of stuff. Uh, so the story has kind of been there, uh, but my extent of like loving it is probably just watching like the Sword of the Stone Disney cartoon. Nice. That's like mm, my that. knowledge and love of Merlin yeah. and uh, Arthur and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, I actually really love the th- like the themes and uh, especially the night's journey. Like ex- what we get from Gwen and this, I, I really this kind of. Uh, hitting the five virtues of, of being a, becoming a knight, uh, mm-hmm. it's like right up my alley. I could, I love this. I never really like got loved or got in. Like, I'm not a big fantasy guy. That's not really. I'd much rather mm. the me neither. Sci- I'm much more the sci-fi of the sci-fi fantasy stuff. Um, I like Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood Men in Tights is like probably yeah. my favorite <laughs> fantasy movie. So that that might tell you sort of like where I'm at. Um, I could not like. Robin Hood and knights and stuff. I'm not a huge. I'm. N- I've never really been interested in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when this movie got announced, the the thing that pulled me right away was just like the poster and like the costume design. Like of yeah. the crown alone was like enough to sign me up. And then see Dev, seeing Dev Patel, I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, mm, and yes. then seeing mm-hmm. the trailer, I was like, oh, okay. 
I don't know. And then looking up like what the actual poem was about and the themes of the poem, I was like, oh, this movie is going to be one of those like no action, <laughs> all like head twisty kind of thing. And knowing it was yeah. coming from A24, I was like, oh, I think they're trying to spice yeah. up what is going to be a much more like heady piece. And I was, was really excited yeah. about that. I think what like they marketed it marketed it as like a kind of like Game of Thrones esque like hot like highly yeah. melodramatic kind of tale. But then what you actually get yourself into is something like a lot more heady and like character like a very like in depth character study. Sophie, what a, yeah. what about you? What, what what's your experience with Arthurian legend? Not not a lot. Like Catcher, <laughs> I'm not a huge fantasy person. I, I dealt with some of these themes and like some of board games that I've played. I'm not someone who will read like I, I've never seen Excalibur. I've never read much about Excalibur. Like I don't know the the five virtues of being a knight. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> <laughs> like when you said that in this in the journey tonight, yeah. I'm like, Let's go, oh, baby. okay, that makes sense. But I do truly think yeah. the marketing of this movie worked on me. Like as soon mm-hmm. as I saw the trailer and I saw the poster, and it, it just like caught me right away and i'm like i need to see this i think it also has to do the trailer came out in the like thick of the pandemic when like no one was going to movies everyone just wanted a movie to be hyped about and i feel like that's how i felt and i'm like this is going to be the first movie that we can see when we go back to theaters yeah, um totally. and also like i've been a dev fan since he was in skins yeah i oh, wow, love wow. him in almost everything so i think i was just like mostly excited to see him be yeah. extremely, extremely hot, which he was. <laughs> and shitty. And also oh, yes, shitty. He was. Yeah. And shitty. What do you yeah. mean shitty? What do you mean? And what do you, not like, like a shitty actor. Like his character oh. is shitty person. Shitty person. Okay. Oh, I thought wow. you were saying shitty actor. I no, was like, he's ab- he, is, words. No. he is he's absolutely so incredible in this movie. Um yeah. and I was listening to an interview with the director and he was saying he was purposely writing a really like terrible person. And was really happy when the situation of having him come on and pl- like uh, Dev come in and play him because he felt like he could make Bring people like him exactly. Which to me he does in spades in this because I hate this guy and yet I am still compelled to watch him and mm-hmm. that's a I lot. Fe- yeah, yeah. I feel like it was also risky though because in most of Dev's roles he's usually the likable, like sweet guy. So he doesn't really usually play like any kind of like sketchy characters really that I can think right. of at the top of my head. Um, so he like really delivered and I think showed his range yeah. um, for the first time in a while. Yeah. And you get yeah. like maybe 15 minutes into this and I was getting like, why the, what, can I say the cuss words? Can I cuss on this yeah. bud? Fuck yeah. Why the oh, fuck does Dev not have an Oscar at this point? Like, I'm just angry this guy is not celebrated more because he's so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. wait. He didn't, he didn't win for Slumdog, did he? No. Slumdog did, but he didn't. Slumdog did, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. Yeah. yeah but yeah, he yeah. didn't, yeah. He does yeah. have a few nominations, I'm pretty sure, like, I think for Lion or something. Yeah, so, right. Lion. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Which but I, I think seen, this... But. <laughs> this movie is just going to set him off, though. Like, I feel like everyone's yeah. going to want him now that they know yeah. that he can do something different. He's going to be like the next, I don't know, like this was his moment. Joaquin Phoenix, even. I know they're different, yeah. but like that kind of. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so speaking of like Dev and playing the character of Gawain, uh, we've already kind of like talked about this a little bit, how the character isn't particularly likable. But I, I'm wondering like what you guys felt about Gawain. Like, did you connect with him at all? Did you understand like why he was doing what he was doing? Were you there when he was like making certain decisions or were you like screaming internally? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I was, I was into it for the most part, but there was something just like missing. Just something missing, not about Deb's performance, but just for me to like really care about why he was going on this quest. It just the quest seemed very random to me, and like hmm. I didn't feel the stakes. I didn't like feel that connected to his character, other than the mm. fact that I I love Dev Patel, but the character himself, <laughs> I didn't I didn't really yeah. like connect with. So I agree with you actually. Because Ooh. I enjoyed this film for the most part, but I did find that it was hard for me to like back anything that he was doing or put myself into like the headspace of like what was driving him. Um, and mm-hmm. I do think that leave like was a little bit because of like the writing. There were just certain things that I felt weren't reading as like very impactful. So, so just like when he's like cycling through like the the tests, right, of like the virtues of of the night, like to me, those kind of seem like they just kind of like passed by, but I didn't feel like the weight of them, you know, so when yeah. we get to and the, so, so when we get to the end, I, I'm kind of just thinking like, okay, like this makes sense, but I don't really, like yeah. it was hard for me, yeah. like it was hard for me to just feel like the weight of like the decision making and like... Mm. Who, who the character was beyond just, like, the general of se- sense of, like, seeking honor. But to me, I'm like, I don't understand what that is supposed to be, like... Yeah, not, I feel like, like... getting your head cut off? I don't know. I feel like they, like... I know you, like, mentioned the writing a little bit, and I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but I feel like... I know he was supposed to be cowardly, but they didn't give him a personality. He, he mm. was just... He, I found his personality incredibly boring, he like he didn't have he wasn't like funny at any point or he wasn't like strong in any way yeah exactly right which i guess now that i think about it it was probably on purpose so like he was just so hard to root for i'm just yeah. like just be a little funny or something or like just show any kind of personality other than cowardly you know i think uh, i think a bit of that problem comes from um and i'm not saying that you're not smart, obviously. I'm just saying the knowledge of um, Arthurian legend, but to know that he is the nephew of King Arthur, like he's got shoes right. to fill. He's yeah. not knighted yet. Uh, his mother is a witch who is conjuring this green knight to send him on his path to become the knight he's supposed to be to to then take the throne after Arthur. That kind of heavy burden on a person isn't laid out too well in the beginning of this. So that's why rooting for him mm. or even knowing his mm. his purpose and journey is is kind of thin. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know any sort of the legend coming into this. Totally. Yeah. Because it all comes to fruition in, like, the final act. But I think just, like, getting getting there is is what's a little bit tough. Mm -hmm. Other than knowing that it was, like, an Arthurian story, um, Mm -hmm. I I didn't have – I didn't even realize, like, you talking about his quests, 
I didn't realize his quests were about these the five virtues. I'd never heard of the five virtues. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But to me... Okay, so the five virtues are... Do you know them? I don't. Do you want me to spit them out? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so it's generosity, uh, courtesy, fellowship, chastity, and piety. And he actually fails all five of those on oh, his journey. Well, the, and, and that's the thing that I... Uh... like. I really loved about the movie was Mm -hmm. this was a character who from the very beginning of the movie, like literally the opening scene of the movie, there is a fire that happens in the background of this barn (laughs) and he's a knight or supposed to be a knight or like, you know, in the realm of like becoming a knight one day. And where is he? He's asleep in a brothel. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. from the beginning, it's like this guy sucks. Like, right. He's a joke. He's a joke. And, yeah. What, like just sort of broaching on some of like the themes that I pulled from the movie, just this idea of one, this coming of age story of like growing up into who who you think you can be or the ex- mm-hmm. your expectations of who you can be as a person, but also right. like layering in this idea. Like I, there was a lot of like for me, I was seeing a lot of like political shit in here with the green and. Um, the green representing Earth, and sort of like little slivers of like climate change, and like uh, like yep. one percenter oh. bullshit. Where this is a guy who, in the movie, is given Excalibur to fight, and he does not deserve it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And this mm. idea that like people with priv- like privilege and being in positions yeah. of privilege and not knowing how to act in the world because you've never had to be a part of the world. And just expected things to be handed to you. And when you finally have to come to realization, like, what the world is and actually go out into the world, you're completely incapable. Mm-hmm. And this idea that you should just be able to get what you want all the time, and that's mm-hmm. just not how it works. I, like, these themes of, like – and they're not overt. They're very – like, I, I can completely understand if, like, you're not connecting on that, how the rest of the movie can, like, not connect with you. But for me, yeah. that stuff was like super clear for me right at the beginning. And so watching him fail time after time after time, being like, you are the worst person. You are the worst. <laughs> like, you are the worst. Like, you are, you know, every person who's like not gone to college yet or so. You know what I mean? Where you just like right. don't just have that life experience where you I, had to yeah. grow up, you know? Can yeah, I yeah, ask go. you something though? Sure. Because I, and this is why like the, like the discourse around this film has been so interesting because like some people are walking away being like, I got nothing from this. And then some pe- people like you are just like, this was such an enriching, like deep experience. But do you think that it's meeting people like, for a modern day audience, right? Mm-hmm. For people who don't know what Excalibur is, who don't know what like the five knightly virtues are, who are still being like, you know, enticed to watch a film like this. And, and, and I'm not saying that like David Lars should like just, you know, like hand hold his audience and like do things specifically to like, you know, just pander to like, we'll just make the, it more the, accessible. The, the, yeah, but but do you think that it's like m- even trying to meet people like a little bit where they are? No, no, and, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think and, so. Uh, yeah, which and and do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Like, I think it'll be the it'll be the the one thing that makes this uh, film probably fail for most. Yeah, mm. I mean, I mean, the literal fact that no one really knows that that's King Arthur. 
Like that's yeah. such a big deal and it's not sad at yeah. all. Or that anyone <laughs> knows that he cuts the head off of the Green Knight with Excalibur. Right. Like that's yeah. not even like it's just it's, yeah. there's so many things that everyone's heard through time. But yeah. not specifically the Green Knight story and coming into this, yeah. you're just not shown it at all either. That's it's a big deal. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. for me, given we're on like this podcast specifically <laughs> and like the movies we cover like this to me whether or not it makes it in the criterion whatever i'm not sure but this is of the ilk of those movies where this is not a movie you're going to get all of in the first time mm-hmm. you might get mm-hmm. a lot of it you might get nine like you might get 90 percent of it you might get 80 percent of it but what mm-hmm. i think was really great about the movie is like even if you don't know Arthurian legend, even if you don't know any of that stuff, the film gives you enough within the text of the film itself to get you there. Now, if you don't catch every point the first time around, then it's going to be hard for you. To, but I don't think it's a case of the film doesn't give you what you need. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a situation where you have to go and read the text after. Yeah. But it does mean you are going to have to sit through that movie maybe two or three times. Now, that is Mm -hmm. my favorite kind of movie because it's playing Mm -hmm. on three or four levels. And I want it like my favorite intellectual exercise is like to dig into that stuff and like play with it. Now, if that's your thing, this is going to tickle you. If your thing is I want to go there and have my brain played, like play with my brain a little bit, but I want to be able to walk out knowing you know, what, what the fuck even just happened, <laughs> yeah. then this yeah. is not going to be a movie for you. And like, it's, and, and that's okay. Like everyone's allowed to yeah. like the movies that they like. This just happened to like be exactly what I love. No, I think um, we kind of talked about this cause oh my God, did 70 millimeter like sponsor this episode? Cause I'm going to bring up <laughs> mm-hmm. the discord again. Yep. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> In the 70 millimeter discord, there was like a channel for, for the green Knight, which had like some amazing discourse on it. And honestly, I feel like I learned so much like after I watched the movie, and went and read the the discourse mm-hmm. that was happening on there. But I feel like they didn't market this movie as that kind of movie, as you just kind of laid out, Catcher, which I think is like, I don't know if it was like the smartest thing for them to do, because I feel like now like regular people like me, who's just like, oh, this seems like a cool movie with Dev Patel and it's going to be like, you know, really like fun and whatever. And then you go see it and then you're disappointed in yourself for not understanding mm. at all. And okay, but- that makes me like resent <laughs> the way that they marketed mm. it in a way, you know. Yes, but they got you. I in think seats, that's a part so. of like the A twenty four lore, though. Like that, I think that's very much so a part of it because the they want they know how to get butts in seats, and they want like the discussion. They they want people to just like nerd out about it. And and I'm and I'm trying and I'm not trying to take away from the artistic integrity of this film because I definitely feel like the heart of this. Um, but yeah, they want people to nerd out about it, and they want people to also feel like a little bit lost and like <laughs> thrown by it, and you know get people mm-hmm. talking but 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 it's interesting because then it you know then we get this lovely panel of people together you know <laughs> talking about it and and trying to sort it out there's also nothing more infuriating than a movie making you feel stupid mm. right yeah. like a movie that yeah. especially when it's marketed the way it is to go through it and be like i don't understand this and i think a lot of people are so i feel dumb 
Yeah. yeah, and I actually, and I, I, I don't I hate that kind of stuff. I don't know if that movie actually made me feel that way. It was more mm-hmm. so not what I was expecting, but I've definitely seen other movies that made me feel like way more stupid um, mm-hmm. for no reason. Whereas right, yeah. I, I actually think there's like a part to this movie and to the story in general that's like it's almost so simple that it's complex. If that makes sense, like yeah, yeah. Well, you, he, you, he simplifies think, the story in order to. Add that complexity Add, to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why so many people are taking so many different kind of like takes away from like, yeah. who is the Green Knight? Who is like, what does this all mean? It's like, because the story is actually like, not a lot happens at all. And then that just leaves. But then a couple really fucking weird things happen, like the <laughs> massive giant stone people. And, <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, wait, am I stupid? Am I not getting this? But your I don't brain's know. just going in overload. Well, for me, I just think. There, I think there were just a few key things that could have been conveyed a little bit stronger just to kind of help people out a little bit. Like, I understand mm. everything like Catcher was saying. It's like, yes, like we can go, we can dig, we can like, you know, we can we can do all that. But for me, it was just like m- my first viewing of this was quite spoiled because of like the simplicity of the story. But it was so hard for me to understand like the significance of certain things that were happening. So to me, everything like that Gawain was doing was just so silly. And I, and I was Mm -hmm. thinking like, what would I, what would I do if I, I were in his shoes? I'd be like, I absolutely would like not want to get decapitated. And I'd be like, yo, I made a mistake by beheading this like big green dude. (laughs) My bad. Like to me, because that, but to me, like more just like owning up to like your shit is more honorable than like, (laughs) walking in to to your fate like for when it's avoidable um but that obviously like once i kind of dug in deeper i understood that like that's not really what's being conveyed but i was just like well this just guy just got himself up shit's creek and now is like going off on this like mission because he's like too scared to admit that he fucked up Mm, you know Mm. But but, that, but that's exactly that's exactly it, right? It's like he's not yeah. willing to to come to terms with his own responsibility, right? Yeah. And, and I thought it was really interesting because like the 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 Green Knight comes in and he makes this proposition like, uh, someone come and sort of fight me, and whatever you do, you know, I, I will do to you in a year. Essentially, yeah. is what he says. And he says he says from like a scratch to like a fatal blow, basically. Like right. So and, he literally could have just like did a, did a little like love tap on the face. Right, exactly. And that was my Avoidable. first thought. That was my first thought. I was like, dude, all you got to do is give this guy a little paper yeah. cut and and you're solid. In a year's time, he's going to give you a paper cut yeah. and everything's fine. And then that but, but that But he was f- he's feeling like he he's aware of his shortcomings. Like Arthur mm-hmm, was just exactly. like what's 100%. good with your life, homie? And he was like nothing. I have no stories. <laughs> so of course he's of course he's going to go for the biggest like yeah. most dramatic like gesture he can not understanding like what that what that means he he doesn't right. he's not listening to the green knight what what ho- big homie's saying he's just like oh this is like my fast track to like honor like to be honorable right i i mm. uh, i like did this theory where i thought that like gawain was similar to the guy from uh fire who did fire fest who like got all the investors 
<laughs> right. The teacher got himself in too deep and then he kept going and going and then like friggin' influencers are trying to like kill each other for a sandwich. Right. And, and but like, what but then what happens? What happens at the end what happened? right there? But the end of the end of that fire documentary, what happens? Like you find out he's been in jail and he's still trying to pull tricks from jail. Yeah. It's like which is equivalent to Gawain running and going home and becoming king and all 100%. this stuff happening, right? Which is like he's you I love that part of the ending where it's like you get this f- thing of okay, he continues on being an idiot and not owning yeah. up to what his what what he's supposed to do and you get to and see it this. all play out yeah. exactly. So it's like and that's uh, to me that's what's so great because it's like yeah, it, it, it's just like oh, I don't know. It's just so wonderfully told in that like it's not it's it's telling you exactly what's happened. Like he's being yeah. pompous. He's being, uh, you know, self centered. And again, all that stuff. The fact that he's holding Excalibur is not vital to you understanding what's happening. But mm-hmm. knowing that that's Excalibur adds depth to who to, to that to that character in terms of oh yeah he's he doesn't deserve that sword like. Wait, Danny, I feel like you're the most familiar to the the whole story. So how did you feel about it all? Oh, man. You know, I I have a major gripe with this film. And it's it's I feel like every significant conversation this film was in a whisper. And I was Agreed. like leaning to hear what they were saying. I just, the conversations between Arthur and, and, uh, Gwen, Arthur and those, those whole conversations that are giving so much context, mm. uh, in, in, in ways that you would really need, uh, are in a whisper and are hard to hear. And he's got a thick accent. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating because there is a lot going on. Yeah. And even when you get to the maiden and Lord castle in the woods, when she gives that great mm. monologue about the color green, she's still whispering and it's mm-hmm. still yeah. soft. And it's like, this is an amazing monologue and I want her to be shouting it. Like, and it was yeah. so, there's a, there's a bit of frustration with the storytelling, but my God, this movie is gorgeous. Mm. Like I could like, Every frame mm. is just so well shot, so well colored. Yes. Uh, and I just, so for me, the story, I was, I mean, it was so hard to not like it because I'm just yeah. in love with everything I'm watching. Yeah. But of I'm, course. I'm getting lost in conversations a bit because I just, it's, it's frustrating. I think yeah. seeing it a second time helped me with that, with the conversation. 100%. Because the first time I saw it, I actually think I was only paying attention to the visuals because they were so Love like Dev, yeah. insane and like beautiful and on dev. Um, mm-hmm. But although That's I wish... That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. And then the second time I'm like, okay, I understand the dialogue a little more not yeah. all the way so but a little more <laughs> that was my biggest gripe coming out of the first viewing and then i knew in the second viewing i just wanted to hone it now we saw it kind of crowded and i had a couple next to me that literally someone was like what just happened <laughs> oh, what no. was this was that a dream like i'm hearing these questions happening as i'm watching this film and i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> please yeah. Like, yeah. like i'm please. sorry you don't get it walk away please like, yeah. i'm trying to watch this for the first time i'm gonna be on uh, synonauts if i don't know what to say i'm gonna feel like a <laughs> if I get my pinky up that night i am fucked <laughs> 
but uh, I, I love a hero's journey. That's the thing. I love yeah. that story. Star Wars. I love. I for me, just the hero's journey. And even though, even though Gwen isn't the hero, you still are rooting for him yeah. to uh, be the knight that you want him to be. You want him to get to uh, like he just fails at every every aspect. He get when he gets to. Um, the woman who lost her head uh, in the woods, Winifred, Saint Winifred, yes. And he's just when he when she tells him what to do, get the skull, get my head in the, and he's like, "What's in it for me?" And it's like, "Oh, oh. come on, Gwaine. Why? Like, come on, dude. Why would why? you? Why would you? A- why would you ask me that? Why would you ever right. ask?" And me that's that? that's yeah. courtesy. Yeah. That's yeah. like like that's the one pillar that he just fails at. There, like he just. But it's just I kind of like that. I kind of like watching him fail over and over yeah. and over again. Uh, in all these situations. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really did, I did enjoy this film, especially seeing it a second time, uh, when I yeah. could really sit with it. This, the second time definitely like makes all the difference. So it's like, if you have the spoons and you, and you're, you watch it the first time, you're a little bit curious. Like, I definitely also recommend a second viewing. It, yeah. it, it was a lot more whole, it was a, mo- a lot more wholesome experience for me, uh, the second time. And mm-hmm. and speaking of that scene with Saint Winifred, I really liked it. That was like one mm-hmm. of my favorite sequences in the film. Although, like, I felt it to be a little. Well, I felt certain p- parts of the film to just be a little disjointed for me personally. But that particular scene, I loved. It seemed like a vignette. Like it was just like I was like, I want uh-huh. more of this. Like I wish this could just be the whole movie. Like Winifred looks good. <laughs> Um, and then she is her own story. That's the thing. Like yeah. she, the story is she was killed for not wanting to be a nun and he decapitated yeah. her and her hell fell into like a well of souls or yeah. like a, oh, a deep <gasps> well. And that's like, that. whole, like that's a whole other story that is, yeah. is thrown into this, which is cool. I was interested uh, in that. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And, I, and I'm the same as you. Like I do enjoy Hero's Journey. Um, and I do enjoy like the simplicity of like, you know, ancient mythology or like Arthurian legend because it's, it's simple, although it seems like very complicated, but then there's always like a universal quality to it where it, it, which is why we can watch films like this in, in 2021. And even if you don't full on connect with like everything that's going on, you're still kind of understanding like, what you know you you still are connecting with it in some way um whether mm-hmm. you're thinking about firefest or you're thinking about like <laughs> your own personal journey with like you know you know trying to be somebody or like whatever whatever that looks like for you but yeah so this is do you guys have anything that like you wanted to touch on any questions i have a before big question we get into categories mm. all right girl what you got I still, after even the second watch, I don't mm-hmm. understand. I, I like semi understand the belt, <laughs> but the jizz mm. on the belt <laughs> and the combination of the jizz belt. Why is it a I thing? Is it? Oh, you do. Okay. Give me the jizz belt tea. <laughs> the jizz belt tea. <laughs> Let's Sorry. not yeah. make it a drink, please. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Let's not I'm do make that. it a cocktail. I'd oh, much, a cocktail! I'd much rather. Re- oh, that's it. Oh We're my done. God. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, tell me, tell me, go, tell me. Go hey, 
Jizzbald. Okay, so that was. <laughs> so that was him failing chastity. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So that's that's one of his tests, and he's very concerned about like. Well, to me at least, this is like he's very concerned about like getting the belt back, but he also kind of wants to like you know, hook up with this girl that looks like his, like, back home girl. And well, it's the that, same actress. Yeah, yeah Alicia Vikander. Um, mm, she was great. But, yeah, like, that's him. Yeah, that's him failing a test. But she, no. like, she, like, forced herself on him, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's well, the correct. He's being yeah. tempted. Well, he was, He's being tempted. He was right? liking it, but, like. Yeah. Okay, but that makes sense to me. That that makes sense to but me. But also, like, being in that manor, that castle, was also, like, a mini version of the larger test. The, the Lord tells him, what you take from here, you will have to give to me as well. So it's almost like, what you did to me cutting the Green Knight's head off, you'll still have to have in return. So it's like a little mini test. So, like, uh, when she takes uh, his, his, his chastity or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that's when... The king takes the kiss from him as well. So it's like what he got from her is what he gets. He has to give to him. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. this is and then there's so like, much unhand me. And then he fails that motherfucking test. too. I yeah, wish right. that whole like 10 minute, like little bit with them at the castle was like 10 times hornier. Like that could have been their chance it to could be have been, like yeah. it, the whole yeah. movie didn't need to be super horny. Although I wish it was because of Dev. But like, if they were going <laughs> to do any horniness, they should have done it there. And I think it, it, I, people would have liked that. I'm I'm confused. You didn't think that was horny enough, but there's a belt with with a film version, like the most realistic, like film. <laughs> Film jizz. Film jizz. I hate this. Um, I hate that you have to say. I it. hate it. Um, but like that, I've ever seen in a <laughs> film that wasn't what wasn't produced like for shady websites online. Oh, okay. And then and then oh, Joel Egerton. Oh Joel Egerton is just drunkenly constantly coming on to Deb Patel, and then they kiss on the lips. They could but, have made out a little bit longer. I'm just then, saying but, it yeah. could have just been I slightly honestly, steamier. Yeah. It would have hit home a little more, you know? Sure, yeah. yeah. I guess so. yeah, yeah, that's that's all I'm asking. No, that's anyway, fine. someone else talk. A24 got her ass to this movie. She just wants to see. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys... I have a question about that scene. The, the uh, blindfolded, I'm assuming, grandmother. Yeah, is that... Yeah, that's what it I is. thought. That's what I it thought. is a representation of his mother, correct? Because she was yeah. the only other person blindfolded. She has the, yeah. 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 Okay. I think, I think his sure. mom was there the entire journey. Like, I think his mm. mom was also the fox. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's what I thought, I too. Because I... I was trying to figure that out. And then at the end, when she's talking, there's a little bit at the end when the wolf is talking that sounds a bit like his mom. Fe- yeah. I mean, I really got Dobby, the house elf, when they started talking. I was like, (laughs) Harry Potter must not go to Hogwarts. I I was thinking more like... like, That's what I was hearing. I was thinking more like, uh, what's his name? The bad guy. Who's the main bad guy? What's his name? Uh, Voldemort? Voldemort. Voldemort. (laughs) But like when he's like in the snake. Snake. Like not like full body (laughs) Voldemort. Oh my god. Maggie just manifested and like (laughs) (laughs) Here I am. Oh my god! I, okay, actually, who? Do, what? What do you guys think Morgan Le Fay's intentions were with summoning the Green Knight? Danny kind of like said something at the beginning. I was like, oh, because I, yeah, I 
kind of read it as like a failure to launch thing. Like she, yeah. she was just like, go and like be great. But then he just like messed it up. But what what did you? Yeah, I took it as like, well, that's what I was trying to figure out at first. I was like, wait, when I, the first time I watched it, I was like, is she summoning the knight? And I was like, she's summoning mm-hmm. the knight. So what's the deal? And it's like, oh, she's summoning the knight for him because she needs, he's showing up. I've been that mass. It's like, you've been at the broth all night, but you can't fool me. I know where you've been. And it's like, you, yeah. you need to get up and go and do your thing. But I think what's really interesting is in terms of like the mother son dynamic of she's tr- giving him this task to try to get him to man up, but she also can't like let go of him. And so gives him this belt as like a go and be free and explore and like grow up. But also like, I don't trust that you won't kill yourself you know what i mean and so like Mm. make Mm -hmm. and is scared and like if she is the fox if that is in fact like sort of like what ends up being like the idea that she's always around and always there to keep an eye on him this idea of like this hovering mother complex of like she wants him to go but can't let him go um that Mm -hmm. was sort of like the the vibes that i was getting from her and the whole like relationship yeah i have a question and maybe none of us can answer it but when they're at the manor, she takes a painting of him, but she uses like a paint, not a, paint, a, a pinhole, essentially a pinhole camera and takes a photograph. a photograph of him. It's not a yeah. painting, it's a photograph. And I was wondering if anyone sort of like had what? a vibe on that, but like <laughs> given like yeah, when g- she reaches up, she pulls she, out she pulls a ca- like a like a lens cap obviously that that lets light in and yeah and that's an old way of letting the exposure on the glass so that's how kind of photographs had begun so yeah she's like taking a photograph of him that's why she said not like this or however her method was different yeah i i love that idea like because you see him sort of like project it almost like a like a hologram and Mm -hmm. i was just like i I was like why this and upside down which i like because that's how it works right it's got to be it it reverses upside down. it mirrors it like that yeah so i was just wondering no idea any of that yeah so i was just wondering some artists on the panel today i learned something something. (laughs) i mean we could can we talk about the ending at all oh yeah we should what's your guys interpretations of the ending Uh, because I, I actually, the first time I hated the ending, like I was mm-hmm. really frustrated with how it ended, uh, because we get this entire journey that we take two hours with, uh, with Gwen and it just, you don't see the outcome. You see what could be a one outcome, yeah. uh, and then it ends and that, and I, I it really pissed me off. But then the second viewing, <laughs> uh, because, because I was so, fr- the whole experience, the first viewing was frustrating anyway. And I was just mm-hmm. frustrating that there wasn't closure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I needed that the first time, but I did. Now, the second time, uh, I kind of liked the open-endedness of what could be his choices or what mm-hmm. could happen. So, like, we see the what happens if he, become, if he is the coward that he is and runs back and becomes king. Or uh, does he get his head, off, head cut off and die there? Or does just the the knight running his thumb under his neck and saying off with your head as kind of like tongue in cheek does he let him go like i That's like this I idea of what could these last two outcome or even the third like does he really could he choose one of the three kind of outcomes and i mm. I, I was actually kind of really liked it uh the second time yeah i i yeah i kind of thought it was the latter of what you just mm. said danny and that yeah 
because I do think like his mother kind of like set up this whole journey for him. So I think she was just trying to teach him something, teach him a lesson mm-hmm. um, and just get him to make the brave choice, which in the end, it seems like he did because like, he's like, he saw his future if he didn't. Um, right. And taking off of the belt, like that was like the big step. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I mean, my thought process on that didn't really go farther than just thinking that, like, he had passed the test and, like, probably just got to, like, got set free or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's too simplistic. But the ending was a trip for me the first time because it was, like, very oddly paced in compar- comparison yeah. to the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, kind of, gig- like, laughing but then, but then the second time I was like, okay, it makes sense. But when he's like flinching and he's like, wait, 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 wait. And I was like, this is stupid. But then like, <laughs> but you're like, no, that's yeah, his whole no, thing. Totally. I get it. <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw it, um, I was like, oh, I wonder like what happens to him. I didn't really, I didn't know. And I like the idea of like not knowing. It was like, okay, what is like, what is he trying to get at? What, what, what do I think happened? Like, did he get away? Like, d- does he die or does he not? And then I was like, and then it sort of comes down to this idea of like, for me, the story is t- like the story he's telling is told when he takes the belt off. It's like mm-hmm. he reckons with this is what I have to do now. Whether or not he dies or whether or not he gives him a giggle and like gives him a scratch and lets him go. Like it's irrelevant. It's like the story is, can this man like get past his childish self-centered behavior Mm -hmm. and like him being able to say, okay, I'm going to own up to my shit now and take it off is like, okay, then that's to me, that's like the satisfyingness of, of the ending. It's sort of like when I saw the wrestler and it was like, the end of the movie was like, he's got to jump, you know, like, Mm. but if he jumps, he might get hurt. And it was like, and then it cuts to black and you don't know what happens to him. But it's like, that's not the point. The point was he got up and jumped. And that was the mm. whole thing, right? And so it's like that same idea where I don't need to know the plot details of like what happens to him after this. But right, right. like it is a sort of satisfying ending for me to not have to know. But like, yeah, I'm not sure. And I'm wondering, do you, the post-credit sequence, neither of us, none of us knew about the post-credit sequence the first viewing <laughs> yeah because i was pissed off and i left right well i left i i actually got up and thought to myself there's no way there's a post-credit right. sequence in this movie and i just left and then my buddy told me and so then i made sure that everyone does does the post-credit sequence play into your thought process in terms of like how it ends or yeah. or what it did for me okay I did, it made me think that he uh like it made like he went back became king had a daughter, a daughter that we hadn't seen yet from the flashback. So I felt like mm. maybe he just, uh, he, he actually went home, uh, could have taken, what's her name? Uh, Elsia or Alice. I don't know her name, but yes, taken her as his, his queen. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like he did have a future with a daughter and became king. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I like, I that. like that. Yeah. That's I like, that's nice. I liked it because it was like, when I left, I was like, oh, this is an interesting, like, morality tale and mm-hmm. about, like, myths and legends. And I kind of liked it. And then this is sort of like a side, like, catcher tangent, which is, like, not, like, part of the movie, but just how my brain works. But, like, the idea that, like, so much of, like, modern day heroes and myths right now are, like, superheroes. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And the idea that he would make a movie about modern day myths and have like a post credit sequence to me was right. like kind of like an interesting like idea. Yeah. Well, and then on And to- he also had done a bunch sorry not no, to no. Cu- like cut you off, but he did a bunch of like like on Arthur's Cape, for example, like there was a bunch of like throwbacks to like a ghost story and other projects that like people who were working on the film with him had worked on as well. So like maybe he's building a little universe. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's yeah, maybe yeah. But, but I know, but rad. I but I understand what you're saying, and I and I think that's like. But the thing, very interesting. the thing in terms of like thematically, the ending, the thing that I liked in terms of like touching with how I felt overall about the movie, like there to me is this very much like. Like, not to be so uh, simplistic, but, like, kind of the men are trash, like, sort Mm -hmm. of, like, social conscious, like, situation we're in right now. Like, the whole movie seems to, like, judge that behavior and Mm -hmm. um, judge men's, like, constant need to, like, dick measure and prove our worth and, like, at the expense, in this case, of, like, women up like up and down throughout this movie. Uh, the idea that these like giant, he mentioned in an interview talking about these giant mythical creatures, these, they're all leaving that we see these like big giants and they're all leaving yeah. because they're, they're, they, they see the writing on the wall in terms of where humanity is going and they don't want any part of it. And he mentioned that they're all women. And this idea that like, if we, if men can't like grow up, if men can't like get past their own bullshit, then we're all doomed, and that's mm-hmm. what we learn in the story. Like the fla- like the sort of flash forward of him choosing not to mm-hmm. take the mm-hmm. like the axe to the head, and so this idea okay. that like his daughter then is picking up the crown is such mm-hmm. a beautiful idea. In that like w- the power is now being transferred to like a woman, yeah. in a way. That's to me, happening was like a lot. That's happening a lot in film these days. Like I know, well, Danny and Sophie can, but like, and spoilers for In the Heights. But that's the way the In the Heights ends. Like Mm. there, there is a lot of just like, okay, well, we're gonna just throw it to to the to the bad bitches. Well, it's a girl, so I'm not gonna. (laughs) She's not a bad bitch, but no, but that idea of like, I don't know, is that like. Do you do you feel the weight behind that though, or do you think that's just a little bit of a like? for me, yes. Like, through the whole movie, that's exactly mm-hmm. how... Like, from the first viewing, that's how I felt. It was yeah. just, like, this is a story about people who, like... And, and, and specifically, like, men just not owning up to, like, their own responsibilities. Yeah. And a lot of it, too, is, like, worldly responsibilities. Like, her whole conversation about the green, to me, is all about, mm-hmm. like, climate change, global warming. Like, we will take mm-hmm. and we will take and we will take. And he, all he does throughout the whole movie is take and take and take and take. And at a certain point, like, it's going to come home to roost. And, like, the idea that, like, yeah, we might, like, you know, if global warming destroys all of humanity, the planet's still around and the green will come back, you know? And this mm-hmm. idea that, like, we can continue to act this way and, and that's fine, but there will become there come repercussions. And, and mm-hmm. the green night is, like, that – and the green coming back is that thing of, like – there are repercussions to our actions and we cannot continue to pull from the ground and pull from the ground and pull from the earth and take from the earth and not expect things to come back at us. And, and, and that's to me, a lot of subtext. It's not like the, I would say like the second layer or maybe even third layer of this, of this movie, but like, that's why this movie to me works so well. And that's why I think 
it feels so complicated at first because it's playing on a few different levels. And so mm-hmm. he has to reduce the, the, the entrance way, like make the entrance way to the main part of like section of the movie a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. in order to like play on two or three different levels. And to me, again, that's the kind of movie that I love is mm-hmm. when you can pull yeah. those kinds of layers. But if you can't even, if the audience can't even get through layer one, then you, the rest of it is nonsense. You know what I mean? It's not even worth it yeah. because yeah. then they're not going to get there. So it's like the trade-off you have to get. It's like, am I going to make my movie watchable in one viewing or is it going to take five and, and, and mm-hmm. what, what you gain or, or lose because of those decisions? Hmm. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, that's beautifully that's like said, a, Catcher. Yeah. That's a mic Power. drop right there. <laughs> I've just been thinking Power about this movie house. for like forever and I just I'm so excited to talk about it. Powerhouse <laughs> ending to this discussion by Catcher. So thank you for that. All right, let's get into our categories. So we're going to start off with our criterion moment. Um, and then we're also going to do pairings, which I forgot about. So I need to think of one right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Catcher, we'll start with you, actually. Oh, no. What was your just coming off of that? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're amped, you know, yes. what what was your criterion moment? Um, I was hoping everyone else would go because I hadn't come up with one, but I think oh, based on I, just because I, I like the whole movie is like working so well, but I think this idea of the whole scene of the Green Knight showing up, um, mm-hmm. but specifically like him getting the sword, mm-hmm. um, and him and, and it's like it li- like all of a sudden there's this light in the room, like the f- whole film is so dark. I l- and, yeah. and like the light is used so sparingly, and it's all like natural light all the time. It's like a like Rembrandt shot this like shot this movie. Like it's so gorgeous. Hmm. Um, but just this idea of like him passing him the sword, and like to me, it's like because this is Arthur, it's like the sword weighs so much. Like to be noble, to be strong, to be like what Arthur stands for, has taken a toll on Arthur and like, he's so weak because he is so good. And like the Mm. idea of him, like then passing on this sword and then him taking it and being like, I got this sword. Check me out. He like jumps on the table. (laughs) It's like, I'll tell, I'll kill this guy. And you're just like, you're a dumbass. And the whole time Guinevere's like, dude, no, 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 you're not. No, don't do this. Don't. Oh, you did it. You're Mm -hmm. done. Like that whole scene (laughs) is just like sets up the whole film in such a beautiful way. Um, So I'm going to go with, the entrance, like the him taking the call, basically. Nice. Uh, yeah. Sophie, what's your criterion moment? Um, I think my criterion moment is probably like not the ending, but when he first when he gets to the Green Knight at the end of his journey, um, and he's in that like forest area, and the gorgeous. Le- it's like yeah, the yellow like hues everywhere. It's like so insanely gorgeous i don't know how they did that it's just it's so stunning um but i will say uh one scene that i just really 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 loved and we didn't talk about the fox but i loved the fox so much and i want to have a pet Mm. fox Um, but when (laughs) when the fox howls at the at the big Mm, giants giants, it was just like that sound i was just like oh what's happening in my body like that was like the coolest sound ever and i got chills when that happened so yeah i like those two scenes just quickly when the green knight when the green knight is chilling there when the green knight is chilling there and he's watching him while he's sleeping 
You know, with the green yeah, sleeping? Yeah. His eyes yes. are going Yes. Okay, scope it out. His face changes. His face morphs very slightly into a few hmm. different faces. I, I, I heard someone say that, and there- I watched it the second time, and there is some playing with light, and it does look like like the nose ridge changes a bit and his face there was, very slightly. There was so. some times where I thought the Green Knight's eyes looked like his mother's eyes. And that's yeah. why I also thought the Green Knight is just his mother doing witchy you know, shit. You funny? As I thought the knight at points looked like Edgerton's Lord character. Yes, and at times Lord. he also mm-hmm. looks like Arthur, I thought, as well. Interesting. So I, I wonder if that's on okay, purpose. Okay, well... Okay, actually, there was one go, point bro. at the beginning of the film. All right, I'm back. Yes. Um, <laughs> back, baby. Trying to reel this all in, but listen, we're going <clears throat> off the freaking rails. Ian, please Sorry. come back. Um, <laughs> there, was one, <laughs> there was one point at the beginning, uh, like at the round table Christmas, where Arthur mentions, so he's like, take the seat, and he... and. And uh, Gawain's like, oh, isn't that like, what's his face? And he's like, oh, like he's, he's like gone off and he hasn't returned. And mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. I don't remember who it is. I don't know who they're referencing. They don't mention. But I kind of like noted that in, in the second viewing because I was just like, is this kind of like a cycle? Like, is this something that like... It is it's Christmas time? Like, is this guy who is sitting in that seat like off failing a Green Knight test or something? Like, mm. you know, and and <laughs> yeah. and just as soon as you said like Arthur, like it kind of looked like Arthur at one point. I was just like, maybe it's you know the legendary Arthur like testing his. Knights. It's always right. Maybe him all and of them Morgan take this are working together. Yeah, mm. or people so. in in the in the Discord did say maybe it's like a projection. Maybe it's kind of in in his mind, and it's a projection of mm-hmm. all the people that mm. you know are expecting yeah. things from him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because Big Homie was at the chapel sleeping. Like, I don't think he was like coming out to like. <laughs> <laughs> Can we Anyways, rename this Danny. to Big, big Homie? homie. <laughs> the, big the Big Homie. homie. <laughs> Gotta change all the artwork, man. Get the text. Yeah. <laughs> um, Danny, what's your criteria moment? I have, yeah, I have one that's for sure. I have a scene that for uh, both times it kind of wow. There's there's a second scene w- where we didn't talk about where he's tied up in the forest and the camera pans mm. in a circle oh, yeah. and it says dead body and it comes back. There, oh. There's a shot after that, a quick shot where Dev's crawling and <laughs> yes. it's just a masterful shot where the camera doesn't stop moving and Dev keeps up with it crawling across oh, yeah. the, the forest floor. And I'm just like. This is like it's timing. Amazing. It's it's just it's it's movie magic. But for me, the 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 flashback of of him seeing what happens, um, that for me is the criteria moment on a, on not just a story level, but on David Lowry's shoulders on uh, masterfully like in five minutes telling like a decade of a story. Uh, of Dev's or of Garwin's Gar- life, uh, mm-hmm. going from making like, like it's that a gorgeous song being played. It's visually mm. stunning. It's performed so well, and it's 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 laying out these tentpole moments of what's going to happen if he chooses to be a coward and run away. And it's it feels just like it's David Lowry flexing 
so hard in yeah. his ability <laughs> to tell a story. Yeah. And I feel like if anything, for, on, in my opinion, gets this into the criterion, that's for me, that's that moment. It's, it's an yeah. amazing moment. Yeah, I agree. That's amazing. Agreed. Yeah. I love the energy. Like, I love how pumped we, everybody's been <laughs> to talk about this movie. Yeah. Wait, what's um, yours? Also, boom? just. Yeah, boom. What's yours? Um, Okay, well, just quick side note. I like saw an interview with David Laurie where like an interviewer asked him if the nice. round table was shaped like a C because he wants the movie to be in the criterion. And he Oof. was like, maybe. <laughs> um, Love that. So listen. Um, my criterion moment was at the castle, the Lord and Lady Castle, uh, and the speech mm. that um alicia vikander's character gives about uh like green and 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 what it means and kind of like the cycle um and how it's tied to like life and also death and that was like a real grounding moment for me and also like everything catcher was just saying about like the climate change stuff i (laughs) didn't like fully dive into that theory but i remember like internally and during like the first screening of this film, I was like, "Is this about climate change?" <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "But then I was like, no, it's not. Like you're fine." But I I really connected with that moment, and and it really grounded me and kind of like made me understand and feel the story a little bit more. So that was a big big moment for me, and I thought it, I thought it was really good. Could have been louder though, Danny. Agree, agree. Mm. So now we're going to go into our pairings just quickly, just a film or anything that you think would be a nice kind of like complimentary viewing or, or experience with uh, the green Knight. Mm. We'll go our Sophie. We'll start with you. Whatever. We'll just go. We'll just go in whatever order I want. Did you pick your favorite person here right now? <laughs> oh, just give me your. Fr- <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I think I'm gonna pair it with the Vich. Um, oh, which I don't know if it what if it was an A24 film, but it is. it, it is okay. Um, it just has like kind of similar vibes. The story is like different, but I, I really like the Witch, and I think the pacing is kind of similar, and just kind of like the overall vibe of it. And I think there was actually like. The witch doesn't have that many actors in it, but I think there's a couple actors in the witch that are also in the Green Knight. The the mom in the witch yeah. is Guinevere in Green Knight. Mm. Yeah, but I think the dad Sweet. is also in the Green Knight. But but yeah, that's mine. Hmm. All right, catcher, what's your pairing? Uh, I walked out of this movie and Emma was like, "Oh, it was like I was on a trip," and I was like, "Oh, last time I felt like I was on a trip." Was, oh, I thought uh, you meant you walked out. I was like, then why are you telling us to watch it? No, no, no. And I was like, when's the last time I saw a movie that felt like I was like on a journey with someone? And I thought immediately of Annihilation. This idea oh, of like gosh. going in and sort of going on a quest and then all of these things happening. And then having this like really trippy ass sort of like ending thing that makes you think like, what the what did you just see? And what does it all mean? And so I think these would work amazing as like a double feature. Annihilation. Nice. All right. Best for last, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I, I love fantasy stories. So I have like a few, but my main one would be, uh, 1986 
Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Ooh. And I feel like that's very fantastical. Yeah. Um, it's, that's a quest. Yeah, that's a quest. It's a, it's a, it's a Jennifer uh, Connolly's character makes a bad decision in the beginning and she has to, you know, have like 13 hours to take this journey and rectify herself. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that's a solid pairing for this movie. Yeah, that's Shout amazing. out to, uh, Dune Pod for doing an episode on it recently. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's very good. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so I actually didn't really consider pairing for this film. I'm sure I could probably think of a lot of things that are better than this, but I'm going to just stick to my guns here mm-hmm. and go with the Firefest documentary. It's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually shook on how good that is, actually. When you brought it up, I was like, wow, that's actually very good. Thank you. You know, just a, just a man getting himself in, in into trouble and the way that unfolds. It's, it's – I think Gawain makes somewhat better decisions in the end, but, you know – just, just the righteousness of man, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Is, uh, yeah. I guess, and, so. I guess Andy King would be the uh, the maiden in the in the castle. Who's Ja Rule? Is what I want to know. A hundred percent. Ja Rule is the Green Knight because Ja, ja Rule is the one who invests, oh. ja right? The so Green the Green Knight. Knight. That's a shirt. And, that will be and on. That again, will be on sale once, in short time. Ja once again, to Green shout Knight. out this. Once again, to shout out the 70 millimeter Discord, Shantana, I, cause I threw this theory out, like you, into the Discord, of course, cause I was like, I have thoughts. Who wants to hear them? Um, and there is a photoshopped, uh, version of Joe Rule's head on the, on the Green Knight's head. And, it, and it's amazing. We're, we're going to put it in our merch shop. That's actually the art for this episode. <laughs> No, you should do a Photoshop with like the new Dune posters that have been coming out yeah. and put like oh Jaw Rule. God. Jaw yeah. Rule as the Green Knight. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, Jaw Rule nice. is the Green Knight because he's the one who's like, yeah, like this is great. I'll give you like all this money. And then he like takes it just like Dev like cuts the Green Knight's head off, right? But anyways, mm. that's my weird fire th- fest theory. So we're not officially back yet. We're getting there. You'll coming soon. <laughs> the Synonauts mm. will be back on track. Um, you know, we're, we're just going through some like life changes. Ian's got a baby. Me and Catcher are <laughs> doing <have> stuff. <laughs> I have nothing. It's, it's it's I'm just deal. waiting for my friends to not be busy. I'm just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Catcher discovered Bay video. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Bay I'm like, I need to utilize my card. Let's go. <laughs> Catcher's got a membership card. I have a job. Um, yeah. So we we did this episode as like a surprise. Once again, we're just gonna like just drop it on uh, y'all. But we did tell one friend of the show that this was happening because she's a huge fan of the Green Knight. So I let her know that this was going down and I asked her to just call in with some thoughts. And that person is our sweet, sweet Marcy. Just one of the best people ever, I think. So we're going to play her voicemail. Hey, Cynonauts, it's Marcy. Welcome back. I miss you guys so much and I'm so happy you're back in my life. And you guys are covering the Green Knight this week. 
I loved that movie. I hope all of you loved that movie. I know Danny's on the episode and he wasn't the biggest fan, but maybe <laughs> oh. after a lengthy discussion, he'll change his mind slightly. Called we'll out. see. Uh, but this movie is gorgeous and it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. And I love all the sound mixing and editing. It just, you know, felt like I was in the movie while watching it in the theater both times. And I absolutely love the score. I listen to it all the time now. It's just so good and everything. Just perfect. And then I love Dev in this movie. He is so relatable mm-hmm. and human. You know, he starts off really cocky and bold. And then as his journey continues on, you know, he's less sure of himself. He's making mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's not the knight or the person he wants to be. And it just brings up this question, like, who do you want to be as a human being? You know, do you want to stick with the choices you've made? Or do you want to be a coward and live in shame for the rest of your life? Like, can you live with yourself like that? And it just brings up all these amazing questions. And it's so true true to like mythology and i just love mythology so much and to me this movie it felt like reading a story and each chapter is a new journey and adventure for gawain Mm. and i just love it so much i i just love this movie this is like right up my alley and i'm hoping you guys enjoyed it too i cannot wait to hear everybody's thoughts on it unless they're gonna be negative danny then i don't want to hear them at all (laughs) (laughs) welcome back guys missed you so much this is such a great episode and i'm so happy you picked this movie okay talk to you guys soon bye Aww. Thanks, Marcy. Listening Thanks, to Marcy, Marcy talk about the Green Knight, like, honestly makes me, like, like it mm. more. Listening <laughs> to Marcy talk about any movie that she is passionate about it's is, like, it's inspiring. Yeah. I mean, if we were recorded after my first viewing, I would have had a different take. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think all of our <laughs> yeah. takes no. would have been different. The second viewing was definitely vital. And, and this is good because now you don't have to deal with, uh, Marcy disappointment. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's good because Perfect. nobody wants to d- disappoint wants that. that sweet angel. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Danny, Sophie, thank you so yeah. much for thank joining us. This was, Happy this to was be good. an absolute I, blast. I was nervous. I also like 824 is Ian's other baby. And yeah. I hope I hope yeah I hope I hope we did him proud. I don't know. Have you <laughs> I hope Tara does not listen to this. Um She doesn't. Yeah, no. Um is this have you guys done an A24 movie before? Is this your first one? No, A24? this is our first one. I, well, is wait is uncut gems not oh uncut oh, gems is, yeah. i was like did yeah, we just do the yeah. first a24 incident knots without ian that feels bad <laughs> no. but imagine oh my yeah. goodness oh my no we did this once again honoring our boy hopefully we did him proud um he i know that he actually really liked the film we were talking about it like just earlier so that's a freaking wrap y'all <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on. It's been an absolute blast. I love you both. Uh, Catcher, Mm -hmm. you know I love you too. Of course. We will see you when we see you. Thanks for listening. And goodbye. Until next time. Bye. Bye.